0: In the city, we gon' slide, bet I be there pronto Me, my guys, we really live Lord forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside In the center console Keep the simmy when I ride off penny when I drive In the city, we gon' slide Bet I be there pronto What's good with y'all? We are back, it's another Thursday This is The Chop Up Show I am Damo, The Political Plug uh, wow. I love seeing these beautiful faces on the screen. y'all make sure y'all letting us know where y'all coming from from the chat. uh we missed y'all last week, but you know we're gonna get it in this week. uh you feel me we re- like cause we got we got a lot of important stuff to talk about as you can see in the yeah. title we're talking about misandry you know what I'm saying we're talking about' mm-hmm. yeah, we got get it into politics right uh but I gotta introduce who I'm with y'all go ahead let' them know.
1: Your girl Toya G, happy to be with y'all another Thursday. It's fall time out here, California has not gotten to notice because we're about to be in the 90s or one hundred. So, pray for us as we pray for you. Y'all got your jackets on, your shoes on. Just know there are some people still struggling through the summer heat, but besides that, I'm with the gang, you know what I'm saying? So, I, it's, it's a nice day, it's a good day.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we passed the two minute mark, so I'm going go on and introduce myself as him. I'm talking, <laughs> today, I'm him. I'm really him, talking big shit today. George Lee, a.k.a. Conscious Lee. Don't forget the lead. I'm a man. You feel me? I'm a full man. They got emotions and feelings, and I think that a lot of you men's right activists, y'all not about what y'all be talking about, so I hope that when y'all see this video, me and my co-hosts gonna have a nice little luxurious conversation. Um, If you feeling froggy, leap your ass into one of these, you know what I'm saying, little, little, little sound clips, and I dare you. My goodness. I dare you. I'm ready, though. To what? <laughs> to what? It's I <laughs> a lot of them have masculine dudes can read in between the lines that right there is a dog whistle saying i dare you you feel me oh, oh, God. God. Yeah. Whoever, whoever 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 hear that whistle they can ow, 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 this way right here we got time the God. <laughs> what's that are you
0: going to you know we might as well not waste any time then uh go ahead and get into this first shop. let's go ahead and get into the conscious shop bro let's get it
2: yeah it's going on we're gonna we're gonna get into this conscious shop i'm gonna give you a little context of why i'm kind of hypey how they say our west coast you see what i'm saying so i made mm-hmm. this video shout out to drew follow you know this uh woman of color tiktoker that has been able to get a lot of attention from talking about misogynist uniquely right mm-hmm. um this, this 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 random professor guy called himself a professor said that, you know, Drew a follower was being counseled because she's a misogynist and she puts hatred towards men. I made a video responding, like, no, Drew a follower ain't counseled, but I can't stand you dudes that have more energy for sexism. I mean, mm-hmm. how people respond to sexism than the actual sexes themselves. I got an issue with you dudes that have more energy with how people respond to misogyny than the actual misogyny itself
0: so
2: So, jumping into this conversation now you know we're gonna we're gonna gonna explore all the realms of it the definition of misandry is hatred prejudice discrimination towards men. my question to y'all can you give me some good examples of misandry and i want to be clear i'm not being facetious and saying that misandry does not exist
1: uh clear-cut examples of it. I don't know if this is a clear-cut example, but the closest thing I can think of is kind of, you know, y'all know I'm a Twitter girl. And so uh, a lot of criticisms about Black Twitter and the the women on Twitter is the kind of, I hate men, men ain't shit, yada, yada, yada. And there's a running joke that like a lot of women are like, I be on the internet like I hate men, but I still go home to my man every night. And that's because he understands the difference between the criticisms I have uh, of the systemic kind of positioning of men writ large and the separation I can make between my own men. Now, some people find that to be um, a criticism. I mean, not a criticism, but a, a contradiction. Uh, some people find there to be some tension and complication with that relationship. But for the most part, people are, you know, just kind of taking up space to air their grievances about men, but not necessarily completely alienating those same men, right? So that's kind of mostly where I see it is. There is a, a culture and a wave of women that are just like, men ain't shit, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's very much like, I don't think it's jokingly. I think it's serious. I think they mean it when they say it. But uh there's also, I think, some space for those same women to be like, but when it's all said and done, I'm attracted to men. I love men. Men are what I got, they what I need. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I would have to say uh I I can't give you uh any solid example of misandry Uh like just like hate for men, because it and the way I think about it is like misandry would be the same thing as like reverse racism. I don't believe in reverse racism. So it's a term for it, right? People use it. So like there's a term for like misandry, people use it, people deploy it. Uh, who? In- oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. in- know we, it's we right over there, that's
1: why I had to put it up. But see, and plus, you know, yeah. like, is the chat working? The chat is working, family. We see you, you talking to us, we see all y'all talking to us, we just kind of getting into some things, but you already leaning in the right direction, so leave my back. Uh, I just, I, I seen the coming and said, bingo, you know?
0: Right, 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 and so, uh, and so. But see, even even with that, like I said, I don't believe in reverse racism. Right, like the the animus or the animosity uh, that that black people have has to do with the with the relationship that black has with the concept of race and how whiteness has positioned blackness as the antithesis to society. Mm-hmm. That that has nothing like that is not because they're white. Because of the systems and structures that gets whites in, in, in blackness that way. So from that, so if you look at it from the standpoint of uh, uh, the question of misogyny, misogyny, the way that our society is structured, the way that everything we have is set up, right, creates these these moments where women look at shit and be like, "You motherfuckers," yeah. <laughs> you feel me? And so it, it, it's not because they're men; it's because of the advantage. Right. And everything else that comes along with being a man in a patriarchal society. Yeah. So just like I cannot give you an example of reverse racism. I cannot give you an example of misandry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think and that we got the the I do want to look at Captain Crunch's answer real quick. Oh, I'm on, I
2: don't to debunk that one.
1: Uh, I mean, I mean, well, you asked the question you asked was, can't have we can we locate misandry anywhere in our society? And the answer has been. Divorce court is a good example of child custody issues. So what, weigh in on that example of misandry or perceived misandry, if you will.
2: Um, I would say the good examples of misandry are about the disavowal of men's emotions, men's feelings, men's insecurities. I think that would be kind of a good example. Um, I know that uh, here on the YouTube space here in YouTube University. Um, A lot of men's right activists push misinformation and they love to sensationalize divorce court and custody court uniquely. Um, However, you know, my motto research over me search. When you look into it, you can see that majority of divorce court and majority of custody are settled outside of court. So the idea that the institution of the law of the court is uh, giving women this power in terms of custody or in terms of divorce. It is cap. It is cap. Mm. It is a lie. You see what I'm saying. I
0: want to respond to you, though, Lee. I want to push back on what you said, though, right, Lee. Push back. I don't think. I don't think when when women disavow the emotions of mm-hmm. men. I, I don't think that's you. the same thing. I wouldn't
2: even say I, women.
0: So, so give, your, give what was your, what was your what was your example of the same thing?
2: This my my example. I might, maybe maybe I said women, but I should say the hatred of men. How I see it is when we disavow men's feelings and emotions. And if you're being real, with you pushing that, for the pushback, I agree most of the time that it's done by other men.
1: Exactly.
2: But
0: not, Go ahead. Where that comes from, though, is patriarchy. Like, I hate you. And so, it's so, like, they, that's not. it's not misandry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's patriarchy. Like, we, are, we live in a society where men are told. So, like, if, if women do it, they're not doing it because they're like, oh, we don't care about men's feelings. It's because men's feelings have, we've been socialized to believe that they're not supposed to have them.
1: By other men. That you yeah. need to tighten up. That you need to stop crying. That you need to stop acting like that. That doing certain things makes you gay. I don't know how many times I seen on dog on uh, and from men and women like this nigga is 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 uh, drinking tea instead of coffee. That makes you how gay is that right? Um, I, yeah. I like just just a bunch of different. Yeah, hey. saying, oh, go ahead.
0: Can I put myself on blast real quick? and You guys do it.
2: Toya. No, I think Toya, Toya, I? Toya made me think of this, yeah, man I didn't mean to cut
0: you off Toya cut you this, out this, is, this is how bad it this is how bad it fucked this up so you remember when I called you and was like hey I'm dealing with something now that I, I got my son right I'm very affectionate with my son Yeah. <laughs> and, and I found myself just kissing on him like I kissed my son like I'm like I'm kissing on my boy and I called Toya because the thought popped in my head like damn can I be making him gay and I'm like, yo, wait, what <laughs> No, you know? what I'm saying? Because it's that deeply socialized. Go ahead, you
1: I mean, but I, I just see, I see these conversations and I see the overlays when we think about how anti-blackness is the most pervasive and the most kind of frustrating and damning. And that's when we see black people engage in anti-blackness. You know what I'm saying? So in the same ways, we are able to see how, easy it is to learn behaviors from our oppressors and then take them, internalize them and use them on people we care about, right? We see anti-blackness. We look at the features of it. We look at how white people treat the black people and then we look at other black people and treat them bad the same Uh -uh. way. I can love men but because men have kind of been the blueprint for how to disregard another man's feelings and tear him down and knock him down. And how do you really get to him and bother him and shake him up real good? You question his masculinity. You question how strong he is. You disregard the feelings that he has. You take moments where he, he displays his feelings and make him feel lesser than. Him. And so those are habits that women have learned, that other people have learned because we got the cheat codes from other men. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, the of power.
2: So Damos pushback and what you just said, I think it leads me to the next question. Right. The first thing I would say is I will go a step further. What Domro was saying, like kind of what Infinite Bleak was able to point out, that misogyny leads to misandry. I agree. Patriarchy and how other men internalize patriarchy and put it on to other men—that is the root cause. The impact is misandry. Yeah. So for my, for my, for my opinion, and I'm asking the question. I want to have a conversation about it. Right. If you are a man's right activist and you are against the domination of men, shouldn't you talk more about capitalism, militarism, gun violence by men to men? Wouldn't that be more effective in talking about male domination? Instead of
1: that women are upset by it? Right. This this is the
0: confusion though.
2: No, hold on, it's real, real quick, real quick. So I see it real quick. If I say patriarchy is bad, and as a man, I'm like, you said patriarchy is bad. Oh, I define part of my masculinity and patriarchy. You saying I'm bad, therefore you're oppressing me. That's what I hear when people say, Miss Andrew. You have a sexism critique. I believe your sexism critique hurt my feelings, therefore you're hurting me. Therefore, you're my mis- you Miss because I'm a man. And how you dare you hurt my feelings? And it's like that's not what's that's not what we're getting at.
1: All right, We want to make sure we represent, properly represent infinite blink's argument. Infinite Blink is saying, no, I'm saying there are two sides of the same coin. They don't exist without one another.
2: Uh, I'm saying that I'm saying I'm, I'm saying that too, but I'm saying that one comes before misogyny the other. I'm saying that
1: weeks. misogyny comes first.
2: Misogyny, mis, misogyny creates misandry. When we have systems of domination dominating women, that creates resentment. I'm saying that resentment that people call misandry. I'm saying that is a that is a cause and effect relationship. To mm-hmm. me, it's like being mad at the smoke and saying "fuck the fire."
0: And, and and I wanna I wanna piggyback off that by then, talking Shay, about Shay this. Daddy, huh? This
1: is really live, Say, Daddy. This is really live. So shout out to you, get even to you. Thank you for tuning in. This is a live show. What's good with it?
0: In in the mix. Um, bitch. So like the 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 child support example is the worst example, right? And the reason why it is is because the. The, the leeway that women get, specifically with children, has to do with how patriarchy and misogyny taught men to abandon child-rearing to the woman. The idea of women are better at raising kids comes from the concept that the man ain't the one that's supposed to be home taking care of the kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's where that stems from. The idea that a stay-at-home father is something that's, that's, that's seems as unfit. That's where that comes from. So then when you go to court and they're like, yeah, the baby go with the woman. Well, yeah, because women take care of kids. That, the, that's where the stereotype, it's not that, oh, there's this deference to women specifically because we, we value women over men. In this instance, it's no, the responsibility is innately tied to being a woman, men, which, which niggas ain't even peeping games. The court is giving you, they like, yeah, you could kick you, may have to spend a little bit of bread, but you
2: don't have to raise it.
1: Yeah,
0: the court's telling you, you don't have to raise it, bro. Well,
2: they're, they're asking,
1: asking
2: you to trade off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll know, <laughs> see if we overstand it, like the Ross taught me. So, when you talk about this particular system saying that it oppresses women, are women judges? Yes, okay, let's think about the pattern and representation how many women judges are there to men judges? So when we talk about you feel me, let's 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 act like 60% of these cases aren't settled in court. Let's act like they're not settled. Let's go, let's, let's, let's go with the argumentation, right? So if a woman is given custody by a judge and most judges are men, how are you folding that into women being oppressed?
1: How? Like when it whenever it's all said and done, I think the thing that is, and this is one of my favorite words when it is attached to these types of conversations because it's one people often forget when they want to be. Throw in their what about isms, like what about courts? What about birth control? I mean, not birth control, but uh, uh, custody battles and things like that. But the disproportionality of it all shapes everything about this conversation. You are upset. at a legal <laughs> You are upset by a legal system that has created literal barriers to women being able to practice law, to be able to advance themselves in law, to be able to find themselves in positions in court of law, making the final decisions about that. So, you know, who made the paradigm about women having the most parity systems? Your comrades, other men. Right. So one of two things has to be true, but you can't have it both ways. Either men have all the logical responses and they have the best ways to structure our institutions and they really do know what's best. And that's proven by the decisions they've made about these families. Or men don't have the best judgment, have the best perspective, have the best idea. they are taking up a whole bunch of space and more women need to be a part of these conversations. More (laughs) non-men need to be a part of these (laughs) conversations, making better decisions on your behalf. So, I mean, you got to choose, but you can't have it both ways.
0: Hey. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Right. Uh, just-
2: Watch this demo. 40 percent of states in the U.S. aim to give equal custody time to both parents. 74 percent of custodial fathers have full time jobs. and 51 51- percent of case custody cases, both parents agreed the mother should have custody. 40 41 percent of the custodial mothers are 40 years or older. This comes from legaljobs.o, uh, 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 legaljobs.io, and it's 35 divisive child custody statistics that a lot of you man fear. Uh, um, I'm advocating against misandry because mm-hmm. that, that woman took my kid. Y'all be lying. Yeah. yeah. Be lying. And,
0: and, and what really bothers me is, again, if you if bring back the reverse racism example, this is another example of black men relying on tactics that are typically deployed by the most annoying types of white men. Like, this is, m- bitching about Miss misandry is Ron DeSantis going on, a, a whole tirades about uh, 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 critical race theory.
2: No, it's, it's That's a, what I mean, this is. The reason why I'm so set off by this is because, y'all yeah, know, when I first started, my TikTok platform started going off, especially not my boy, what the me the most is that white people, particularly white men, would be like, consciously, now, I know you said white supremacy is bad. No, I agree. But mm-hmm. can you be nice in the way that you deal with the racists and call them out about their racism? They literally will be like, hey, consciously, aren't you being a little bit of a white supremacist if you're being mean to the white supremacist when you tell them about their white supremacy? That's the same thing that a lot of misandious and a lot of men men's right activists say. Hey, woman. Like,
0: you're being racist for calling out racism.
2: You know, being sexist. Like, bro, what are you saying? How? Yeah.
0: It, yeah, it, it it makes no it makes no sense like that though.
2: It's literally like saying, "Hey, you talking about white supremacy, and you talking about critical race theory and taking down statues? You making my kids feel bad, and therefore you being racist, you being a racist, you you being a woke police? It's like that's what we are getting into. The let's keep the conversation going. ask another question. You know
0: right, so let's get to the rebuttal though. Let's get to let's get to the rebuttal. Oh, uh, oh, buddy, you know what I'm saying? So like, y'all know, y'all know, they love to come and leave, right? That you can you can blow up on a conscious leave video. Uh, so let's, let's, let's take a look at the, the other side. Y'all know we debated, so we do switch side over here. We, we got to make sure we're paying attention to the ops. Hey,
2: Andy, uh, and it, you know, be, everybody lost watching this video, forget that he's talking about me. Can you identify the good arguments that's made? If
1: any.
0: Let's, I mean, we're going to, we're going to break it down. Let's get it. Let's hear it.
1: Mute it. Mute it. We gonna get this going. On. We gonna get
2: this going. You know, education is elevation. Um, I hope that this video, the, the oh, response, y'all can hear it. specifically, not shit. I'm gonna see
1: infinite blink. While well, and, and this is something while we get in the video setup. You say, but it's both sides, and y'all obviously lean in one direction. What what side do you feel like is is being left out? Because the objective kind of statement or the direction of this conversation has been Miss can only be valid if you are comfortable with misogyny. So do you disagree with that position? Because like the only reason you're upset about the way that women kind of have emotionally charged language or frustrated or, you know, deny or disrespect or undermine the validity of black men or men in general and what they do is because they're frustrated by the way that they have particularly been targeted or experienced the worst parts of patriarchy, masculinity and what that looks like. And so we've made kind of an argument about uh, uh, prioritization if you will, or kind of the order that things work in. The question that keeps going back and forth in the chat is the chicken or the egg. We're saying, which comes first? And we're clearly saying the chicken, which is the toxic masculinity and patriarchy toward women, comes first, which creates the egg, if you will, in this example, which is the way that women are responding to those things. So what's the confusion? Like you saying in the solution, I'm still not getting enough context because i want to we, we like to
2: debate these issues Both sides. discrimination of men is bad discrimination of women is bad prejudice to men is bad prejudice to women is bad you want to make it a equal equivalence to make it where they are on a level playing field which literally makes it where you believe they are opposite sides of the same coin misogyny It's not the opposite of misandry. Misandry is not the opposite of misogyny. These things have a cause-effect relationship. One has to be present for the other one to happen. So even if you want to throw the root cause analysis out, let's think about approximate cause. For instance, I grew up listening to Keisha Cole, Mary J. Blige. I believe it would be unethical to say that these women talking about the way in which they were wronged by black men is hatred of black men. Mm-hmm. I think it would be unethical to say that when, when Mary J. Blige says, you feel me, uh, and I cry for your kids and all I got after all these years is this, it would be to me immoral to say that she's being a misandrist because of the way she's responding to being dominated by me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I
0: mean, it's also, it's also an example of.
2: One is worse than the other. That's why we're saying. I was like, both of these are bad. One worse than the other.
0: Because it, 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 there are no there are no sides, and it's like just like there's no sides in racism. You have racist and then you have anti racist There are no sides. You know what I'm saying with, with patriarchy and misogyny. There are no sides. Like if we if we existed in a world where we couldn't look at blatant examples of systemic and systematic misogyny, then that'd be one thing, right? Then you could say, oh, it's not. It's just because they're a man. But when there are, but like, when we're constantly seeing, like, for example, I teach, I, I teach a course on microaggressions, right? When you, when you have things like when, when people think about promotions or people think about leadership positions mm-hmm. and their mind immediately goes to a man, right? We got to get the right man for the job,
1: right?
0: right? We got to make sure we have the right guy. That is an example of assuming that a woman can't hold a position in leadership, is that like is it is it to the point where it's like like you're saying we don't want a woman? No, but your default to leadership goes male. That's an example of how women could feel away about, for example, men's brush the NBA. Let's just fuck it. Let's just talk about the NBA and the WNBA, right? Man, i was on the sure. No, 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 no. I mean, because it's it, it I mean, because, again, the, the NBA fight, the WBA final just took place. And it was uh, a conversation. About, is that Right. Shout out to the champs, uh, the, uh, the aces. There was a conversation situated around, oh, they, they complain about, uh, you know, not getting attention and not getting, you know, revenue and all of that. But they put their shit on NFL Sunday. Why should they give a fuck about NFL Sunday? Mm. Right. The, the idea is that football, right. Oh, this, 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 this football
2: is a championship game. Come on, it's y'all.
0: more important than a championship game. On, a regular season NFL game is more important than the WNBA championship. Man, my three that would make it, if I was a female or a woman basketball player, that man. would make me feel away.
1: Like, right? I mean,
0: Because I'm being told that my, my contribution to this sport, basketball. I, say, I, mean,
1: I, I mean, let's make it clearer. I, I saw a post of Serena. I saw a post of uh, when, uh, who was, what women basketball player just, uh, Sue Bird, just uh, retired. Um, I saw a post about the Aces. I see regular posts about the WNBA. It could be a college player with a dope-ass soccer kick that just made a highlight post for ESPN or a Bleacher Report. And in the comments, who gives a fuck about this shit? Who cares about this? Why is this news? This is not news. Like, that's all, the whole top comments are all about why this shit is not important and people should not care about it and why the hell are we talking about it. So when you look at the evidence every single day, let's talk about the the, the cooking field, right? Let's talk about the fact that women should be in the kitchen, but also women are being barred from the most of the time we see men to be chefs in our favorite restaurants, right? There are so many barriers and so many different segments of our society and our life. So you see the surprise and the shock that women are finally taking platforms and taking up space and being loud enough and not giving a shit about the expectations that we already have on women and not say nothing and speaking out is like mind blowing. You know what I'm saying? Cause like what else did you expect? Look at all the ammo you give us to be pissed off from one day to the next. But that's hey,
2: just, because because hey, it's time in y'all got jobs and let me get mine in here real fast. You know what I'm saying? Hey, in 2022, we got a male-dominated Congress that is literally impeding known the reductive freedom of women and people with ovaries. So for me, when you get when you get your overgrown ass up on on, on, on Beyonce's internet or whatever internet you want to say you on, and you want to literally ignore yeah, the try. ways women do not have institutional power over men. There's never been a time in America where women have military power over men. There's never been a time in America where women have police power over men. There's never been a time in America where women have legal power over men. So a lot of these shits be literally coming to saying, hey, I hear my grandfather talking about dominating my grandmother in a way that I wish that I could exert my manhood. To me, I see a lot of, especially a lot of black men and men of color that be on that misandry, uh, uh, men of spirit bullshit. Y'all sound like Donald and saying, make a great again. You want to say, make the family great again. Well, damn it, I, I, I feel more like a man when a woman couldn't have no, she couldn't have no, no, no. Now Becky County She couldn't own that. I mean,
1: this is in response. I think this is a good response to Captain Crunch. Is like not to talk about race, but who are making those comments? If you're implying that this is a white people issue, or that in our community we don't have these types of problems, I really, really hope that's not what you're going for. Because hey,
2: nice. hey I didn't see hey, more black men cape for Andrew Tate than I have seen black men say anything about black women being brutalized right now in the current status quo. So this I'm is a for-
1: This is this is. The reliance that I think Captain Crunch and there's some other people in the comments relying on is this idea that systems and structures are built to break the black family and the black community. And so when we entertain these conversations, we're giving kind of fuel to the fire. When we justify divorce courts and child custody, or institutions that allow for child custody hearings to go a certain way, we're yeah, validating right. the breaking down and deterioration of the black family. What 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 is y'all's insight as black men on this agenda of down the black family?
2: Me? link turn, link turn. Hey, for the non-debate people, link turn means that what this person is saying right here it links more to them than it links to me. The person that a, to a, a uh, link turn
0: is a Uno reverse card. Let's put it that. That is you.
2: For instance, everybody that talks about misandry. They usually have no issue with patriarchy, and they usually have no issue with men taking the lead. So this idea that systems always already break up the, 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 the black family, the misandrist people, the men's right activists, y'all are protecting the systems that are the root cause of breaking down the black family.
1: And this is where I get tired, because y'all's Black family never really extends to queer people. Y'all talk about the breaking down of the Black family and deterioration of Black family and completely omit the contributions that Black queer people make to the Black. Like There are just so many things you think are breaking down the Black family, and none of that shit is really breaking down the Black family, except for the toxicity that Black people have toward their Black family members. And that is a very real phenomenon. Two things can be true at the same time. On this podcast, we walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. So we recognize that both there can be a very intricately uh, situated agenda to pull apart black people and to break down the units that they've created over time to be connected, to be resources to each other, to help sustain each other and to stay in power. But it can also be true that we can be guilty of our own undoing. Right, that everybody's hands are not clean, and this goes back to my example about how anti-blackness can be learned and perpetuated amongst other Black people because we can be mm-hmm. our own demise. We can throw riches mm-hmm. in our own families and systems and structures. We have a lot of mm-hmm. Black men that say, we have a lot of Black men that go. We have a lot of mm-hmm. Black women. Who say, we have it's a lot of women, Black Black women it's who make weird decisions related to their family no. situation. So that's my that's my take. Is that it cuts.
2: It's because, we, it's because we jump. Hey, right now, I would say we like rhetorically, intellectually jumping you right now. You feel me? I hope this is taking with education and No, I, I,
0: I, not, not Infinite Blink. Infinite Blink is family. Infinite Blink
2: is chop nation, right?
0: It's a, and that's why this Ooh. dialogue. It's
2: a Listen, Infinite Blink just made a comment about systems always already tearing down the black family. My argument is that the notion of traditional man and traditional woman comes from the same system that you indicted and disacknowed for breaking up the family. But so hold so on. See, that's why... Traditional woman—that is a white supremacist idea for how black men and black women should relate to each other. That means you cannot.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm good on it. See, you skipping steps. You skipping steps, though, because I think the, the mistake that we make, right, is the idea of tradition. Before you even tell, like, tell a person what how tra- which how traditions are connected to maintaining particular social issues. Right, there was somebody who specifically said in the chat, "Oh yeah, you know that's just the culture." That's the point. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what we try to get y'all to understand. Like, and, and I, I say this in my workshops: we gotta do what We gotta. We always gotta question what we consider normal. We gotta question what we consider traditional. We have to question what it is that we want to conserve. Like, right? what tradition are we relying upon? Yeah, that's the. We are relying what's upon a patriarchal tradition. It? So when you say a traditional woman, when you say a traditional woman, right? And now you, you may have a different perspective of traditional, and please, if you have that, put that in the chat, right? Yeah. Traditional woman means a woman that stays at home, who takes care of kids, who takes care of the house, who food. cooks really well, right? Who's submissive, but yet yeah, hold on, because this is the thing, right? Submissive, but strong. Yeah. right? Submissive, <laughs> but powerful, right? So, you know, there, there are all these things associated with the traditional woman, like from our society perspective, That literally brings back all the things that women have been working for generations to remove themselves from. So when somebody's when somebody's demanding or asking, you know, I I, I want a traditional woman. The first question is, what do you mean by that? Because if you are relying on the traditions that have been created in the United States, you want a woman that that fits under the a, a good woman from the perspective of patriarchy, correct?
1: Patient, patient. Sure. And I, I think that what that is getting here is what is the definition of a traditional Black man and woman? I think those are, I, if, if I'm understanding you correctly, at least how I perceive this statement is that that's an ox- oxymoron. Blackness in and of itself challenges the very notions of traditionality. It begs the question of how we've always had to orient ourselves toward these institutions, toward civil society in ways that had to be different than everybody else's because it wasn't no going through the front door for Black people. We always had to go through the side of crack window. You know what I'm saying? So there is no traditionality there, there
2: should be. That, huh? I about to say I'm even cut you off. I let you finish the statement.
1: Well, not just there, there is no expectation of traditionality when we've we, we, we've been in very obscure conditions. You know what I'm saying? Like I just think that expectation is is one that's weird. And it it is it it is an appetite. It is an appetite to be seen as to be normalized to be up there with what you think is the standard, which is white people's relationships and white people shit. We don't have access to that. Stop that. We don't need and that.
2: I'm glad I didn't cut you off because you just gave me the way to say it. A lot of instances to answer that question when you talk about the traditional African man, African woman, a lot of the traditions, especially in the Western context, these traditions have been made out of obscurity, meaning the ways in which we have been obscured is how we have created traditions. Think about it. In the notion that a lot of y'all talk traditional men, traditional women, the people that create those traditions made our black asses hop the broom because they did not recognize our kinship intimately amongst each other. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the notions y'all be talking about in terms of traditional man, traditional women, it comes from the Europeans. That You know what the Europeans felt about the way we related is that dog, they ain't give a fuck about dogs fucking dogs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Property marrying property. in fact, property can't marry property. So a lot of notions y'all have about traditional men, traditional women, it literally comes from colonialism and white supremacy.
1: That part. So yeah. a lot of the
2: work y'all be trying to do on alpha male, divine feminine, and all that, all you doing is parroting white feminism, white patriarchy. A lot of dudes, they be talking about
0: in patriarchy. Rest in peace, Bill. Oh, man.
2: The, the last thing, you feel me? And I thought we can go on and we, I, I'm saying I asked them, I don't even have to ask a question, really. I feel like I can just let it go. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I yeah. had y'all last statements. My last statement really is just like I recognize there's a phenomenon against men that dominate men. That domination does not come from women. That domination comes more from men. If you are a man's right activist on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitch, wherever you at, and you feel like men being dominated is bad, and you only talk about male domination when you hear women talking, you a sucker. I have no respect for you at all, and whatever you are about, I'm about. Gosh, feel mm-hmm. I me. Mean? So all that said is that just had that same energy when it comes to male domination all the way around.
1: That part. All right, real quick, I don't have a lot to add except for the comments been blowing up, and I appreciate y'all really kind of being invested in this conversation. Tango, Shine, uh, Joshua. I want to shout out who's that? My my Delvin? Is it Delvin? Yeah, that. Um, Ashley, Faith a lot of y'all either showing love or chiming in and we just love having y'all interaction so that's pretty much what I wanted to say and also y'all know we debate so if y'all want to debate some of these topics if you really want to center in on some of the things that, that we works. said if you feel like I agree with all of that but here's something I want to kind of debate y'all on let us know if y'all want to jump on we'll shoot you the link we'll get on here and really have a constructive conversation and back and forth because I want to make sure we give cred- credence and credibility to what you got to say if you feel like you can back it up so we can have in an organized fashion we do debates around here so if y'all ever want to get in on some of it um it will be lit. If and a blink, yeah, I that de- like that. And, and now I realize just so y'all know, shout out to everybody watching on YouTube and Facebook for the chop up show and YouTube and Facebook for the conscious League. What that means is that it's four different streams of comments going on at one time, so we can see them all, but y'all can't see what right. everybody's saying. I too realized
2: that, too, that When a person was saying I don't see nobody, exactly. it makes sense. It makes exactly.
1: Sense. So I, I we, we try to like make sure we get as much comments up and stuff like that all the time, but we shout out to y'all for just talking to each other and having conversations with each other that's keeping this moving. But uh, that was my own thoughts. Is I wanted to give some shout outs and tell y'all we see y'all and that y'all can always jump into the platform. Plug, last thoughts when we transition.
0: Yeah, so the last thing I'll say before we get over to the political chop is that um, we have to understand that we've been socialized under a certain perspective. We always have to call in the question what we consider normal because who gave us this normal? Don't you know, It's not fully in, in, you know connected and entrenched. We got it through slavery. We got it through oppression. Like our normal came out of trauma. You know what I mean, yeah. so it's a lot of traumatic shit that we look at like, yeah, like that's just how it's supposed to be. But it's like, what no, the fuck is not. Like we just kinda of got this <laughs> position. You know what Brain- I mean? So Mario Jane ain't
2: supposed
0: to be. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> <way. You laughs> ain't no supposed to be this way. You feel know I me? Mean? It's what you've been tricked to believe. And so uh, a lot of people talk about brainwashing. Looking at this society, like this is what's normal is the worst, is the worst brainwashing that we've been under. Um, and so, now we we'll gonna close out that the contest shop that way. Uh With that,
1: crunch, I agree. If you voted for Biden, you would I agree. I got got
0: If you voted for Biden, if you voted for Biden, you may have need to reread the ballot to make sure you're straight. Back up off my um, brain. You know you're talking about Biden? I defend Biden voters. I Biden voters. We gonna do that. I'm there. Like I'm with that smoke. Okay. Uh, but with that being said, uh, well actually, with that being said, let's transition over to the uh political chat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a few, uh, with, with Biden being brought up, uh, it's a few reasons what made Biden possible as a president, and that was Trump being trash as shit. Uh, and for the longest time, we all felt like, man, like even Trump said, I could shoot somebody in the middle of the street
1: and be cool and yeah, I'll uh, lose the vote. Did y'all hear about what he said about oh, no, uh, sure. hey, hey, declassify hey, hey. documents? Oh, he like, okay, he said, did y'all know the former president of the United States said, you know, you can declassify documents by just saying they're declassified? Sometimes and then, and then continue by saying sometimes you can just think it. You can just think in your mind that a document is declassified, and that's as good as done. This is
0: who before you go ahead. This I'm is, sorry. Right, no, 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 right. This is who ran the country, right? And these you motherfuckers take- let them run the country. These motherfuckers better run the country. (laughs) Yes, bro. But see, this is the thing. That whole Trump shooting somebody in the uh, the middle of the street Mm. go out the window if it's a black woman. You know what I'm
1: saying? Trying (laughs) you (laughs) crazy. But all of that goes Uh, out the window if it's a black woman.
0: If it's it's a black woman that's in charge. You feel me? If Trump shooting people in front of a black woman he ain't getting away with that shit. Uh, Attorney General Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, is making sure of that because all of the fraud bullshit that Trump been on for literally as long as he been in the state of New York, she is actually finally pulling his card. Uh, the uh, like they are straight up suing Trump, Trump Foundation, and his kids. And not only are they suing them, but they are also referring uh, uh, criminal charges to the Justice Department. Now, to be clear. Uh, what she said specifically, was according to the New York Times, she, she concluded that Mr. Trump and his business violated state criminal laws and plausibly broke federal laws as well. Her office, which lacks the authority to file criminal charges in this case, referred the findings to federal prosecutors in Manhattan. The 220-page lawsuit filed in the state Supreme Court in Manhattan lays out in new and startling detail how Mr. Mm-hmm. Trump's annual financial statements
2: were lies. Lies. And then I went to a Twitter because, you know, me and Toya be on that Twitter. You feel Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? If y'all want to see the the attorney general's tweets, you go to to the chopper page on the Instagram and you'll be able to see her tweets. But because, you know, sometimes on the chopper, put her ass like, is this blowing smoke up my ass or is something going to come of this? Mm -hmm. You know what this black woman did? She outlined specifically what she's seeking. She said she want to make Trump pay $250 million back. She yeah. want to ban Trump from running New York businesses for good, meaning you can't run no more businesses in, in, in New York. She also yeah. want
0: Trump. Hold on. his kids.
2: Trump and his kids. The now, I'm, I'm, I'm reading yeah. tweets. I'm reading her whole tweet. She laid it out so simply. And I think that's what I like. That's what I recognize people like about our, about our podcast. And that's what I realize people like about what she did when you roll out things simplify. when well, you ain't trying to talk over people's heads, to them it, even when you use language and jargon people ain't used to you break it down she yes. said she would ban trump and trump organization from buying commercial real estate in new york for five years and then she said she wanted to make a criminal referendum this is the part that really got me the tweet that got me no to you she said with the help of donald trump eric ivanka and other defendants trump variously unlawfully inflated and deflated his net worth by billions to obtain Not and billion. satisfy loans Insurance benefits, pay lower taxes. In short, he lied to gain massive financial benefits for himself and his family. Then she said, "Last thing I say, she said we found that Trump and his family, you know, or an organization has used fraudulent and misleading asset valuations over two hundred times. Lord, over two hundred times in ten <laughs> years. This annual financial statements. These statements have were then used to obtain hundreds of millions of dollars in loans and insurance coverage." mercy do y'all know how many niggas mexicans indigenous folks can <laughs> get charged and convicted to the highest in the law Twenty thousand. Yeah. you make dollars, a great point
0: you know? hold on bro you because I, 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 on that point right there captain crunch who is who is clearly a trump supporter said who cares the 94 crime bill let's think about the issue with the 94 crime bill it criminalized black people right what Trump is literally doing is committing crimes, and he's been committing crimes, and the same system that criminalized us has been ignoring those crimes. Yeah. A black woman who I'm sure throughout throughout her life has been, has been criminalized in some degree throughout that same system is looking at criminal actions and saying somebody should hold this person accountable. How can you how do you have the audacity to bring up the 94 crime bill? Yeah. A plug. When, a, how, when a black woman is holding this man accountable for being a criminal, something that all these other white people in charge have to help to do. Go ahead. Uh,
2: I was going to be I was going to say, but, but, but political pluff. how dare you bring up what Donald Trump has done when Biden wrote the crime bill? <laughs> it makes no sense. Like you, it's like a what about-ism. We're, we're, we are centering what is going on right now and the status quo, the status quo being what's going on right now. And you want to talk about the 1994 crime bill? Do. But but Don't, even outside mind, of that, though, what? About yeah. Republicans, and Democrats, never mind that both liberals and, and, and conservatives use the crime bill to lock niggas up in red states and blue states, red counties and red and blue counties. Right. But 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 I don't even want to make this. I don't want to make
0: this segment about Trump.
1: I mean, I, and I, and the last thing I'll say is the answer to why Bash Trump is because he Trump is because he broke the law. Like you could be oh, upset God. about a, a crime bill, but it was a whole bunch of other people who sat next to Joe Biden and cosigned that shit and brought it up and uh, volleyed it with him in different congressional sessions and they negotiated or whatever and then people passed it legally. We're talking about a man who broke the law, so oh, that's that's the reason why we're talking about Trump.
2: And and, and and one of one of our chopsters, you feel me? top nationists, is us they got somebody doing in jail right now for a fifteen or twenty five hundred dollar pp a pp loan.
1: Okay, let me let me help too because Infinite Blink is like so the nineteen ninety four crime bill has no effect on today. It does, but as an argument, like I debate and I also am a professor in human communication studies. I teach argumentation classes. I want to help you. This is called a non sequitur. This is called a non sequitur. A non sequitur is Latin for does not overlap. One has nothing to do with the other. This is a separate conversation for a separate day where we negotiate the implications of Biden's decisions on what that has looked like the, socially and politically for Black people in particular, Black men in particular. Separate conversation from what we're trying to do, which is hold Donald Trump accountable for once. He's been impeached twice and was still in office. The nigga keeps having lawsuits that keep falling under. So for once, this conversation is about holding that man responsible for clear-cut crimes, not the other thing. It's a non-sexual Hey,
2: hey right? being keeping a sucky wacky, Captain Crunch, you're really showing that you got the same type of hubris of most Trumpsters. Because Trump did some good things, he cannot be held accountable for the bad things he's done. That's what you're saying. Because he passed these bills in 2001 or 2021, in 2022, or actually he passed the shit in 2018, 2019. What you're saying, though, is that, hey, if you're a, policy, you're a politician and you passed policy 10 years ago, if you and now we can't bring up nothing you're doing. You get to commit fraud. You get to, you know what I'm saying, uh, lie. You get to falsify documents. You get to create fraud and scam to literally line your family members. And we shouldn't be able to hold you accountable because you passed the First Step Act and because 1994 crime bill by by Joe Biden. It's like, so does 1994 Joe Biden make him do that? No. Throw it out the window. Uh, Next one. So did the First Step Act make Donald Trump commit scam? No, it didn't. So what is the relationship between you bringing these things up other than you showing us that you're a Trump supporter?
1: That part. I mean, and and so that's what I'm saying. All these accolades for what Trump did during his presidency, we will focus on those if that was all he did. But it's not. Instead, he did a whole bunch of problematic and more insidious shit, which is why we're focusing on that. So the plug popped out of our conversation. um, And I don't know necessarily where he went or what happened with this connection. uh, But I do want to spend some time. Let me see. Talking in, in 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 the spirit of the political chop, you mind if we switch gears for a second? We'll come back to whatever, what, what else the plug want to talk about, y'all, when he come back. But I want to talk to y'all uh, about the political happenings that we've been seeing popping out of Florida and out of Texas. Uh, over the last week and a half, I don't know if y'all been watching the news, but we've been watching politicians kidnap people uh, and, and send them to complete other parts of the country and potentially the world if we let these people get away with what they're doing with no accountability. So if y'all been missing from the news, uh, as promised, and, and this is being deemed as kind of like reverse, uh, what was it? Reverse, the reverse busing, the reverse, uh, gosh, from the civil rights movement, right? Yeah. Back in the day in the civil rights movement, they, white people, white politicians, white people with power in the South would bus black people up North. Right to get them out of their communities, to plop them down in developing communities or whatever up north and be like, y'all just deal with them since you want these niggas to be so free. Uh, Now we're dealing with a situation where, and plug, I shifted to another conversation, we're going to come back to yours in a second, but we're going to go ahead and talk about what's happening in Florida and Texas real quick in the spirit of the political plug, or the political chop. But now we're seeing that same thing happening with migrants. So last week, uh, Ron DeSantis, governor of the state of Florida, put some Venezuelan migrants gave them a pamphlet and everything, told them, and these are people who are asylum seekers. They came to this country under the understanding that we're accepted here, understanding that we accept people who are looking for the ability to run from whatever threats they have in their home countries and put them on planes and sent them to Marcus Vineyard. Marcus Vineyard is a very affluent uh, kind of area in Massachusetts. And the aha is supposed to be, you want all these migrants here, you want all these moochers and people here. What they're doing is sending them up to democratic states and saying, deal with them. Now, this is a play out of Governor Greg Abbott's playbook because Abbott has been sending for months now, putting migrants on buses. He even went as far as to send some of them to Kamala Harris's neighbor home, to her residence, right? Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be this big political aha, gotcha. And so I guess the question because it's been called, you know, they've been criticized for making people human cargo. A lot of people have called this human trafficking in a lot of different ways. This is literally kidnapping. Like, you can't make a person tell them they go in one place, put them on something they can't get off of, like a plane or a bus and then send them somewhere completely else.
2: Twelve right?
1: I Just on this, and from an objective perspective, right? I just want us to think about this objectively. Let's not even think about all the murky, problematic shit that is attached to these plans. Do you feel like this was a politically strategic, like, wise move that Republicans are going to get behind Or Do you think that this might finally be the thing that has gone too damn far? Like, just objectively looking at political strategy. Do you think this is compelling enough to really get Republicans on the same page with these people who are doing this type of just unfathomable type shit?
2: No, Or so. do you feel
1: like this is going too far and it's going to really shake people into understanding this shit is kind of crazy?
2: No, nah, it's
0: literally just a matter of it's literally just a matter of who it who is going to step up and hold them accountable. Because when, uh, as much as like a, a lot of this shit is dictated by courts, whether or not Ron DeSantis will, will suffer any consequences, whether or not they whatever, because they are being sued. To be clear, um, they 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 filed who a cl- uh, like the a- uh, ACLU. Like who's? I guess who
1: the the, is in, the, I- the
0: individuals, the in, like oh, the people. I- the the migrants that were shipped, they're suing Ron DeSantis and them uh, and gotcha. Abbott and them uh, for, for their involvement with that. The question is just about holding them accountable. Uh, I know I'm sure there are going to be some constitutional questions that get brought up that have to do with them being migrants and all those types of things. But uh, laws are laws and uh, shipping laws. in like the, the the false pretenses by which they were placed on the plane is a crime. They were like, like I- recruiting those people. You know what I'm saying and so and so essentially it's just a question of they've they've done a great job of packing the courts. And will we have will this take place in the court system that actually is willing to hold these people accountable? The a large issue is that with the with conservatives dictating the Supreme Court the way that they are, the highest court in the land cannot be considered credible at this point. So uh Republicans have an advantage when it comes to the courts simply because of the advantage that they hold in the Supreme Court, as well as the fact that one in seven federal judges is a Trump appointee. So, there's that.
1: So, and, and, and Lakeisha brings up an interesting comment here in relationship to that. If the insurrection at the Capitol didn't do anything, I'm sure this uh-huh. is, this won't do anything or this didn't do, won't, yeah, won't do anything. I, my question though, and, and then I want to turn it over because we heard kind of what we expect on a political level to happen from the plug but lee i want to know from you i guess my question is kind of more rooted in do you think this is a persuasive tactic for republicans like it seems like they be down for whatever you know what i'm saying and so that's kind of scary in a world where we're looking at a clear-cut case of like be just deception and kidnapping so do you feel like this move or this gesture is appealing to conservatives or do you feel like they're gonna kind of this is a this is too much do you feel like this is something that will shake them into realistically looking at that party how
2: ridiculous they are no i don't think so i don't think it's gonna be i think that because it's being seen as a political aha gotcha moment it's like aha we're gonna show those democrats um even though we know conforming to the law was weaponized to justify black death time for time again all three of us either coached or debated on the visa system topic
1: yeah
2: i remember talking about t visas In the parameters that individuals had to go through to all to prove that they were trafficked and not smuggled. That's my first ever debate argument I ever made in debate. The second Mm -hmm. thing I'm thinking of is what I also learned on the visa system topic was about asylum laws. So for me, it's just thinking of, like Dama pointed out, the Republicans already get to appeal to this because they have the legal advantage because they pack the courts. So to answer your question, I see this as being... How Republicans are going to galvanize their base to show the Republican, I mean to show the leftist liberals they don't give a damn, they're gonna do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. If you if me being in Texas and Oklahoma, I know that a lot of people that voted for Trump, they voted for Trump because they said that he said anything he wanted and he did what he wanted, he did and he whatever.
1: yeah. Did. That's captivating to them as a voting base. Absolutely Captivated to them. I'm talking about yeah,
2: you will be pressed if you went to 10 people. In, in in Texas and Oklahoma in ten, 10 intervals, you would get seven of them that say, Yeah, I like Trump, it's because he's about what he's about, and he ain't scared of nobody. So for me, it's like they are just envisioning the the, the, the energy of Trump. They ain't worried about being being charged with human trafficking, they ain't worried about being kidnapped. they ain't worried about breaking laws in terms of asylum seeker and breaking international laws. About they don't care about none of that. It's literally like Solomon in 12 years a slave. I can do what I want to do for you to make a point.
1: Well, I want to end it out like this before I turn it back over to the plug to finish up the political talk. Um, One of the a lot of the news stories that I was taking in and reading that were talking about this particular issue kind of posed the same question I posed to y'all. Like, what does the, what shape does this leave the Republican Party in? And what a lot of uh, conversation is being had about these things is that their voting base might be down for it, might be gung ho and super excited to see other their candidates, their favorite candidates, you know, doing all the theatrics and really going hard and, you know, making the rubber meet the road in terms of making good on what they've demanded from immigration policy. But other people are saying that the leaders who have to lobby behind these issues or rally behind these issues in terms of immigration and stuff like that are really like not feeling this move. And they kind of side on it because they do feel like it's an undermining of the, of the, of the the sanctity of life and the dignity that we have have to give just humans on the strength of being humans. Like this was a little bit too far from them. And what is being said is that this kind of, These random kind of political chess moves that they're trying to make that are playing with people's lives in the process on top of the confusion that has been created by uh, the repeal of Roe versus Wade is creating very weird kind of relationships. To these candidates and to people who are running, because what we find is a lot of candidates don't want to talk about immigration because they don't want to seem like they're cozying up to the strategies that have been used by Abbott and DeSantis. And we're also seeing that these same politicians don't really, we've seen their websites, we've seen a lot of their conversations void of things like abortion, right? Because these are issues that some of their Republican counterparts are making very hard for them to sell their own candidates on. So as we look at these midterms, as we look at a lot of these political conversations, I expect immigration and alongside abortion rights to be some very tough inner corner issues that a lot of Republicans don't have to try to make declarative positions on because a lot of Republicans are like, y'all going too far with this abortion shit, and y'all went way too far with this political stunt um, with what's happening with with migrants. And so stay tuned. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how people decide to close you up to these topics when it's time to vote and make some decisions. But plug back to you.
0: Um, now, I, I wanted to point out before before I, I had to uh, get my mic situated uh, that that part of the top, what he's supposed to be about Donald Trump. And this is the problem with political dialogue and uh, which helped Trump get to where he was at. The conversation is about Letitia James and her holding him accountable and the significance of seeing a black woman in that position really using the same structures that we talk about have issues with to hold a, a white man who has clearly got away with more than his fair share of bullshit, holding him accountable. You know what I'm saying? Because as much as we talk about oh, uh, you know, people calling the question the significance of seeing a black woman um, as, as a vice president uh, by saying well, whether or not she's black or whatever, the, a, a bigger issue I think is that we put too much emphasis on just that those two roles and not that the, the more uh, uh, local and state roles that play a role, a significant role in how our everyday function. Um, right. So, the question, briefly, I, real quick, I want to ask y'all is do you, do you believe that, say, uh, that's uh, Leticia James um, and the uh, like her image right now is being somebody that's holding the world, like really the world's greatest villain at this point, Trump, accountable for his crimes? Um, is that significant for uh, uh, the image of black women, particularly in power? Because uh, again, people say what they want to say about Kamala Harris, but here is another example of a strong, powerful black woman in that position, doing things that uh, we haven't seen the people who stay in power do.
1: Okay, so the question is: Do we believe? It, like, what do you was, view like, that significant. Do you view,
0: significant? do you view that significant? Do you view? what she's doing right now, the image that she like, cause we, again, it's about symbolism when we talk about black people in politics, because it's not enough of us to just say, we doing X, Y, Z as a, as a unit, you know what I mean? So do, uh, should Letitia James be awarded that same significance, the same way you could stamp Kamala Harris or, or anybody else yeah, you know I mean, or you know, I, mean, the way I you think, think at this point, you know, I don't get
1: any points for being the black woman who 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 initiated something or who has some bright ideas. I think Kamala Harris kind of maxed us out on you know skin folk being kin folk in the way that it's just like, oh yeah, this black woman is on the case. We yeah. Were it. You know, now I feel like. I feel like that, and I mean, I think especially when it comes to political institutions and systems that we are already skeptical of, when you are a part of those systems and structures, we hold the right to be a little skeptical about, you know, how well you're going to do their job. So as a Black woman, like, I salute her. I, I love the fact that Know she's taking the time because me me and plug were talking about just how long she's been cooking on this case and really developing and being tight lipped about it, being very intentional and strategic about really building a strong case against Donald Trump to get him out of the state of New York. And so, I want to validate that, right? I think that work is important, but in terms of her slam dunking it, like, I hope so. I don't want her to fail. I don't want her to fail because I want somebody to finally be able to hold this man accountable. But I'm not putting all my stock in like, yeah, I think she's going to be the one. or This is a radical new way we're going to do this thing. Or this is something that we should just really be mesmerized by. Because no, we've seen. And I think this situation is different than the other decisions and positions Kamala has been in. But we've seen, you know, black people, black women, just like anybody else, fall short and be caught up in in, in the systems and structures that don't allow for justice to be served. And so we just got to sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. as infinite blink and i think infinite blink said this it's not hard to call trump out on bs the tough part is making him pay for it and making it stick to him and i think that's true <laughs> one of the things i think i heard the co- a comment from a judge related to this case that said though you know this is not one of those uh kind of innocent blunders that you made like my nigga this is intentional repeated time and time again professional fraudulent behavior that we hold you accountable for. but that's right fraud-
0: but, but that's actually why, real quick, just to respond to you, that's why actually why we should be mesmerized by this. She should get like that, that you know, she should be placed in that light because nobody else has done it. Everybody else has failed to do it.
1: Mm.
0: Like the people in power, the people like, because like for, him, uh, uh, to, for Infinite Blink to say, well, it's not hard to call Trump on BS. Yes, but he was still president. He was still, he's still been able to do all these things. He's still been eating and making money off the same lies. Right? So,
2: the uh, question you just asked about galvanizing the base, because I spend so much time on Twitter these days, a lot of Republicans is just characterizing and folding her charges against Trump as saying,
0: you you see start- what I'm saying? Fuck them, though. Fuck them, though. Like, that's the point.
2: It still matters, though. To me, it's a part of the point. It still matters in terms of thinking about what her impact is, it has the potential to do and what it is doing based off of what the opposition is able to characterize her in. She's being carried. That's as-
0: not unique because they're going to characterize her like that, period. Right? No, that, that's
2: not unique. No, non-unique. you're no, your point, We all point to point out that we all can identify who do bullshit. Right, we all identifying that he got a lot of bullshit. We all identifying also that it's hard to stick him to bullshit. Oh, no, narrative- but
0: that's not the point, though. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the problem. It, it always gravitates to what he do. Like, we need there's a significant moment that's taking place right now.
2: Right now, I'm talking about how it's being characterized, what she is doing, and what she has done, and what she continues to do. And I'm saying that matters. That's what I'm saying. Me, I want to be clear on it. Right. Right
0: no, I, I get it, but the question that I'm asking has has more to do about highlighting the significance of this black woman in this position of power that is holding these people. So, because of course they don't frame her any particular type of way, right? That, but that's not again, that's non-unique. That conservatives are going to frame her in a fucked up fashion, right? She's black and she's a Democrat. Check, check. That's all they need. They don't need nothing more. But again, the problem is that. This is something that's extremely significant, right? Not only from a political level, but Trump has been a player in the real estate game, specifically in New York, for generations. And so now somebody is finally pulling his card and it's it's a black woman holding him accountable. Because a lot of things that I was thinking, the first thing I was thinking when this happened was protect her because she can do more damage to Trump right now than all of Congress could. All of the, with all the, all, the with, all with the impeachment trials and all of that, she right now holds more cards and has a more of an advantage over Donald Trump legally than anybody in, than the entire Congress.
2: I
1: mean, so you know I mean? You feel like yeah, like the you know, case. That's the
2: reason my point was being brought up. Yeah, you said what?
1: Go ahead, Lee. Go ahead, Lee.
2: The, the, Letitia has been the Attorney General since two thousand and nineteen. There is a large, incredible narrative that says that the reason why she's attorney general is because she's been out to catch the boogeyman Trump. So to me, I think it is non-unique to point out the many so emphasis. You threw the word out, so I'm throw it back at your ass. It is non-unique to try to talk about in 2022, she's she's been, do, she's been trying to hold Trump accountable since 2019. Right, so and she's I'm, doing, and, and now she... And she ain't the first uh, person uh, to try to hold Trump accountable. I'm saying that there is see- a... Pattern of individuals trying to hold Trump, Trump accountable and it not sticking, so I think it is important to literally analyze why it is not sticking. I think it's not sticking because the packed courts, because no, it's sticking that's the point, it is sticking, that's what makes this a significant moment. It's sticking,
1: I guess, I guess. My question is
2: about it. I'm saying it's my significant question about it. Sticking. Sticking.
1: My question about it sticking is what makes this case more. Ironclad, hardcore, and voracious than accusations that lead to like uh, impeachment. Like, so you saying her the- case against him is stronger than the federal government's case? and investigation to impeach him? How and why? Yeah, how? I don't
2: think so. Because
0: there were because there were loopholes that people were able to take advantage of that looked at the relationships that Donald Trump had with particular Russians that made it to where it couldn't. It didn't have to be deemed criminal. You could deem it criminal, but the ways in which people interacted and maintained their relationships made it to where, okay, there's certain things that we can bypass. Plus, he had the entire Justice Department on his side that straight up said, we're going to go with this idea that you can't can't indict a sitting president. We're going to sit on that and just ride that out. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have the Justice Department on his side, and Uh all all of the evidence that she has is in writing. When, when she's when she's talking about those, like, the, the 20-something, the over 200-something over-evaluations, inaccuracies, these things are illegal. Plus, the, like, I, I mean, we're going as far as, like, forged documents, you know what I'm saying, documents that really shouldn't be with other doc- like, all type of financial shit that's clear in paper that's like, this don't match with this, that's a crime. This don't match with this, that's a crime, right? That's sure. why, that's why, hold on. And, that's why, and, and this is what I'll say, uh, and then I'll, I'll let you say, you know, y'all, y'all last points on this, and then we'll we'll move on to the last part of it, you know what I'm saying, before before we close it out. Unless, so you still talk we'll about it. We'll close it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I might say something um, way out, but we'll,
1: we'll mostly close it. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, but so, so what we see here is the most damage, because this is a civil suit, right? This isn't criminal. She's referring it for criminal charges. This does Trump the most damage because this undermines all of his business. This undermines all of the money he's making. You feel me? So right now we had like she has the capacity to make him uh uh, uh 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 to put like really deal with consequences that had to do with him scamming the financial industry for years, right? And he has nothing, no overarching protection from the Justice Department, none of that. He ain't got none of that right now. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, and again, the reason why I was saying that it was significant is because in an era where Trump has spent the last like six, seven
2: years, right, untouchable, we now see like that crack, we now yeah. see it falling apart. Trump a political bulldog. You just acknowledged in the other rant you said that this hey, man, hey, one. I'm finna- hey, hey. with your shit. I guess you trying to speak. You, you, have not my turn to you acknowledge that one in seven federal judges was appointed by Trump. That's what you acknowledge. You also acknowledge that he has done a great job in packing the courts. Now you're going to put hope in the same courts. You acknowledge that one out of seven federal judges appointed by Trump. You also acknowledge that the goddamn courts is packed. You also just made a distinction between criminal court and goddamn civil court. So you saying we're going to put more eggs in the basket for a goddamn civil case for a rich white man doing a rich white man do? Listen, man, so you telling me that national, national security, you feel me, and him being able to withhold funds from Ukraine. Nigga, we didn't send how many trillions of dollars to Ukraine? So you're telling me it is more illegal for a rich white man to do what rich white man do and get in with the goddamn economy than it is for the standing president to withdraw funds and say, nigga, we ain't going to help Ukraine unless you give me information on my political op. That's more criminal. I think you have can- the idea of uh, white
0: men like y'all, rich white men go to jail all the time, nigga. What do you mean? No a over shit like this, what are you talking about, bro?
2: Like, and this is my problem, and then not Trump, Trump ain't been in jail. Trump ain't going to jail. Yeah, you acknowledge he cracked the courts. So listen, mm-hmm. so listen, this The Attorney General wins. I actually told you. If the Attorney General wins her court, can't Trump go to the Supreme Court and try to the higher court? Then Domino done. No, no. about your
1: business, bro? Wait, hey, <laughs> hey, wait, wait, breathe. I want us to breathe, and while we breathe, I want to say thank you to April. For sliding in, for providing some great comments, tapped in with a donation in the comments and says, "I have no faith in any president being held criminally accountable for anything. A whole president participated in a duel, um, and so Crazy, some skepticism, man. skepticism, some skepticism about. I mean, p- people are kind of just trending in that direction where they don't really know or what to expect. But I don't want to undermine. I am with the plug, and that I don't want to remind undermine." Like, some things are undeniable. Like, they play in our face. They play in our face. But to be fair, the case against Donald Trump by Letitia James is pretty ironclad. Now, I think even the ones who were proponents of the impeachment and of exploring a lot of his other issues in the past have been like, but here are some cracks, some crevices, some places he can get off. I think that over 200 uh, examples of forged, missing, problematic documents, this, that, and the other, a lot of the intricacies of, I don't know, but I do know that it's a mile long. And so I think at this point it is just gonna be interesting and, and I'm willing enough to lean into the possibility that this black woman kinda of has a case that is ironclad enough to really see us on the other side of Donald Trump. And I think plug okay. has an interesting point. A lot of cause Donald Trump served in office without ever taking a check, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he earned a salary as president. Um yeah, I can fact check me on that. But I what that he gave means,
2: it away. I think he gave it away, I believe. Exactly.
1: He, so what he, that means bread. is that the man got bread. He got big bread. He got long bread. So you know he gonna he's gonna say, say, wanna man. cover. You wanna you wanna know what he's gonna want to look out for when it's all said and done? His money, right? And so money is at stake. And I think what he's done is played itself financially, and that's probably what he's gonna be caring about more, a whole lot more than what happened with a lot of those political proceedings and you know, conversations about his impeachment. Donald Trump was not coming off of his tax documents in 2016. He's it just was not happening. He refused. And there was a and very clearly there's a reason why. And that's because there's a lot of discrepancies in there that just won't be able to be explained. So that's my take. I don't know. April hey, B. says that yes, he's accountable eventually in some spaces, but not criminally. And so these are things yep. that we we'll wait to see.
0: Hitting him in his pocket is where the most significant charges will be. Him not being able to do business in New York. That, is, that literally, and, and, and all his other evaluations, that impact everything.
1: Yeah, that was, and, and, and listen, and listen. See so you,
0: you, in my field. I, I know you be debating these niggas on, you know saying, on the TikTok. But let me tell you, let me show you how. Even even though there's there's light in the tunnel, even though he packed the courts, Donald Trump went to like with with his, with his current uh uh because right now, as much as we talk about uh, uh him not dealing with anything criminally, he got caught with all these damn documents. He's dealing with criminal charges from the do- from having them documents. The judge that or the judge that they went to to try to get this special master was a Trump appointee, right? Even though the Trump appointee judge agreed to this special master, the special master themselves was with no bullshit and told the Trump team straight up, the games that y'all are trying to play, it's not happening, right? We're going to do this by the book the way it's supposed to be done, right? The part that y'all forget is white people are also fed up with Donald Trump. White right? people are also looking for ways to get him out of there and be done with him. Y'all need it because my biggest problem, we deal what when we talk like this, we deify these motherfuckers. He I can't agree. we you you can't, We happened, can't, do nothing, can't do nothing about it. We he's gone, and he gonna live forever.
2: He's gonna you deify it, this dogs nigga, man. Dogs bite. I'm, I'm, not, sure. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not real fine hey, dog, hey, You, you, you know, don't need, you know, need to be scared of dogs and to be scared, I scared of food. I, I ain't scared of nothing. Nobody or nothing, right? That's what I was saying. Yeah. Me acknowledging that Donald Trump had access, he, 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 he literally had in his possession top nuclear documents. The political plug on us to believe that because this black woman got some financial documents, that these financial documents are going to be having more weight than the goddamn. So to me, it's just like, fam, we're dealing in reality with time, effort, you know you. what? bad faith, really. Right now, I think you're pushing bad faith. You feel me? You're pushing bad faith. You feel me? As a matter of fact, in, in conclusion, education elevation, and Sandy is doing the same thing and expecting different results. The political plug with his political knowledge has acknowledged that the system that he wants to hold Donald Trump accountable has not held that nigga accountable.
1: The plug. Final word before we move. That was your two and R. Do you have a two A? You no,
0: have a two AR. It's as simple as this Go ahead. C- can y'all hear me? Can you hear me?
1: Yes. And then, and then we're gonna move to another. I'm gonna
0: let you close it out because I know you, you got one more that we can close it out on. Yeah. Because you
1: it's said you were gonna, gonna say. A- well, no, it won't be political. But before. No, we that's we what I'm saying. saying whatever you want
0: yeah, 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 to yeah. yeah. so close it out. Yes. Yeah. So the last, last thing I say it is Last thing I say to this. Lee is an alarmist. He's an alarmist. He says he's an alarmist, right? What he has to understand right now is that there were certain circumstances that shielded Donald Trump. Donald Trump no longer has those shields. He no longer can make those excuses because he was impeached twice. The only reason he was not removed from office was because Republicans had the majority in Congress. Ain't no majority, ain't no political nothing, one, that could shield him from the consequences of taking personal doctor classified documents that he's not supposed to have, right? Because he is being held accountable for that, right? And overvaluing financial properties over billions of dollars. Mm. Motherf- rich people go to jail for shit like that all the time. Donald Trump also beefed up the law to go after people that deal with, with uh with, with, with uh, uh uh classified documents
1: yeah
0: he will be held accountable for these things that's these ships only go so far donald trump then made enemies of also the same white people That it's like oh my god we can yes he's made it made enemies ah. of enemies. <laughs>
1: Anyway, he's he's so as the plug speaks, uh George consciously the lead, don't forget to say the lead, has multiple caps on. I think he's nigga here, man. Explain or express hey, that what just happened. And so here's what I want to do. Um, I'm gonna leave it right here. There's a lot to be seen. This won't be the last time we talk about uh this legit James trial, this case against the
0: James. James.
1: We we, yes, we gonna sir. see and shout out to her. We go. <laughs> we definitely going to see it. I will say, uh, I got to shout out this moment we had in the chat. Sean said, "Where's speaking of, where is Captain Crunch? And then Lakeisha said, he sailed away. I don't know why, but that tickled me, because we haven't heard from Captain Crunch in a while, but get it, Captain Boat, sailed away. He left, he haven't been here. So <laughs> that <laughs> made me <this happen>. laugh. Thank you, Lakeisha, for that. Um, And with that, here's the thing. we about to close it out, but on the way closing it out, I got an action item for y'all. Y'all know the uproar against uh, Hall- Halle Bailey playing Little Mermaid, the first Black Little Mermaid all over Disney and everywhere else. Apparently, in the uh, comments of the trailer that was released on YouTube, not even in the comments, but the reactions, there are like over a million and a half, maybe even two million by now, dislikes for the trailer. So what this means, and here's y'all's action item. When this movie come out, we got to trap it out like we did Black Panther. I want y'all to go see the film. I want y'all just the just, just spike. I don't give a shit about Little Mermaid. I was As a little, little young black girl, I got over Disney movies and princesses and stuff like that very quick in my life. I was about five, six. I was like, this is great. It's cute. It's not for me, personally. Okay? <laughs> that being said, I'm still gonna go. I'm gonna go watch this movie. I'm gonna spend my little money. I'm gonna see it just to piss off these white people who thought they was really saying or doing something, being mad about this non-human character being racialized for one little hour and a half, little measly hour and a half, two hours for some movie. So, um, Go see it. That's my action item for y'all. Treat it like we did Black Panther. Flood it out. Shut it down. I don't care if you don't give a shit about it. Buy the tickets and give them to some cheer. Um, But do something to really. <laughs> Sean said I'm a bootlegged. That's your business. Um, but some of us, yes, in infinite blink. I want to go see the woman king before and you said it's a more interesting topic. all oh, we black we talk about black women, all of us interesting
2: all the time. But the, the woman Man
1: king, Man. I want to go spend some time looking at and seeing some of the um the more discourse about before I weigh in on it because I am interested in what it represents and how it plays. So
2: I want to see stay it. First tuned.
1: for that. I'm gonna come back and highlight it. Um, but y'all do what y'all can to support these endeavors. You know what I'm saying? As we see, you know, white people very upset. I know y'all saw the memes. They was like, well, what if we made the whole cast to set it off? We redid set it off and made all of them white. Um, I've seen a bunch hey, of just give different- it a shot.
0: Yeah. Give it a give shot. A shot. We'll we'll Listen, it. I wanna call a bluff. No bullshit. Show yeah. me a white, show show me a white set it off. I bet y'all will to redo roots. Redo roots.
2: Redo roots.
0: Hey, <laughs> <with>, uh, <laughs> Hey, matter of fact, hey, y'all keep playing. We're gonna do a passion of the Christ, uh, with niggas. We're gonna do it or the right way. With the, way. the keep rear- playing rear- We'll call, we'll get to we the, the down down down. Like, hey, we got to get that Lord up to Lord and Ryan, Ryan. Said, Trump for Prison
2: 2024.
1: Agree. Yeah. I you. The, like, of
2: the nihilist in me just like, man, that hope got so much shit you got to put in that man. White man ain't going nowhere. Look, I
1: Wait, wait, wait. I, before we start commenting on that, I want to make sure we say thank you. Oh, thank you. For entertainment. <laughs>
0: yes. That kind of
2: got
0: overshadowed and all of that. I want to say thank you for you dropping appreciate something in for the show. Definitely appreciate you for that. Somebody say uh, that the- <laughs> Moses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey you know, Mr. Matilda was saying that though. I, I the, the pro-black in I guess, or the, or the the stereotypical pro-black based on the clip that we just had. Because when when me and my wife was talking about the area being black, I was like, who the Prince though. Hmm. Uh, it's a white boy, you know what I'm saying? So like the the the, the YouTube they gave me, got me like, yeah, about supporting this like Black Panther. If Black Panther had a white woman, you wouldn't be telling everybody to go support Black Panther, but we telling her to go support this black mermaid messing with this white man, stop. <laughs> Where's New York when we need them? Yeah, it's right. that. a joke though for niggas, for niggas, <laughs> that. niggas it's real, though.
2: This would like, be too I'm much diggy <laughs> simmons as the prince or something like that little <laughs> romeo or something, uh, no. <laughs> right. something
0: I, like, actually right. if little romeo was the prince i feel like niggas would be like
1: we have some awesome opportunities to celebrate some black art make sure y'all tap into that and see what's really good with it we know that gorilla and cardi remix to fnf is out tonight check that out if that's your cup of tea but bottom line um Let's stay connected. Let's stay watching some beautiful, great black media being put out there. Let's stay connected to these political conversations that's happening. Let's stay connected to these social conversations that's shaping everything. If y'all got something y'all want us to talk about? Drop it for us over there on the IG at the Chop Up Show. At the Chop Up Show. At the Chop Up Show. Make sure y'all share, y'all like, y'all comment. Do us a favor and leave some comments on Apple Podcasts for us. Let people know how you feel about it so that we can be popping up more in some of those top ranking podcast algorithms as we move toward the end of the year and start plotting and planning on 2023. That's what we need from y'all. We love y'all. Thank y'all so much. If you drop the donation, if you drop the comment, if you drop some laughing emojis, if you uh emoted before y'all leave, make sure y'all put a heart or a happy face or something like that if y'all on Facebook. But stay connected with us. We're going to stay connected with y'all. We'll see y'all next Thursday. Y'all know how we do it. It's the top-up show. We all end the show the same way we started the show.
0: Let's keep. in the city. We gonna slide that. Yeah. i be there pronto. Me,
2: my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me. Pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Little penny when I drive. In
0: the...